You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Holy shnikes. Good morning. <laughs> Good, yeah, morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Good morning, Oklahoma City. Oh, my goodness. Is everybody excited? Like, that was a fun game. That was pretty fun. Yes, the Thunder sweep the Portland Trailblazers in the regular season 4-0 by defeating them on the road 129-121 to in overtime. Brady Trantham here with Madison Morris, as always. Mr. Nate Baldwin behind the screen, making us feel comfortable right at home here in the franchise studios uh madison that was that was a fun game and we'll get into the numbers of course but just really quick just so if if any anybody's just now tuning in and didn't get to catch the game for whatever reason i'll just throw out some numbers to give everybody a little bit of an idea of how this game went you got paul george with 32 points you got russell westbrook with 37 points dame lillard with 51 points Everything Incredible. that you wanted out of a, out of a game between two teams fighting for the three seed currently they were currently tied along with Houston, uh, it it gave you everything you wanted. Oh yeah, no, uh, this game was extremely exciting. It was a thrilling overtime game for the Thunder. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it hasn't been the most exciting thing in the world watching the Thunder uh, the Thunder the past couple of weeks, uh, just because it's been a little bit of. I don't know, lackadaisical basketball being played right now, but not even really just from the Thunder, but from a couple of different teams as well that they have had to face. So uh, them coming into Portland tonight, it was just a lot of energy, um, a lot of weird moments also, and a lot of tension. These two teams do not like each other, and it was very evident, um, but that kind of made it more exciting. I mean, there was a flagrant one. There were, what, three technicals, two technicals, something like that, and an Yusuf ejection. Nurkic was, yeah, Yusuf Nurkic was ejected right at the end of the, with about four seconds left in the fourth quarter. Um, should we just go ahead and unload the Let's final unload. fourth quarter? Yes. Yeah, really quick, this was a game that, you look at you look at how the the game kind of went. I never felt like the Thunder were going to win this game, and then yet you looked at the score, and they're always down like a possession or two. It wasn't. It seemed like Portland should have been up by so much more because Oklahoma City just continued to get dominated on the offensive glass. They could not stop fouling. It was so many bad things were happening. Yet the Thunder still uh, were able to keep it by you know up down by a point or two. The last few seconds. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, Portland's center, uh, goes up for a rebound and gets fouled. He goes up for a shot and gets fouled. Is heading to the free throw line to potentially tie the game. He's already he already has one technical. Him and Russell Westbrook had a double technical kind of fiasco in the middle of the game. Paul George, who just inadvertently elbowed him in the face, then Nurkic did his flop thing, uh, didn't like whatever Nurkic said to him, so Paul had some words for him. Then Nurkic decided to headbutt him a little lightly, <laughs> but when you're sitting there with one tech, four seconds left, and you're trying to f- tie a game, what a, I mean, f- no, no pun intended, but what a boneheaded play by yeah. Nurkic. Nurkic gets um, thrown out of the game. For his second technical, Billy Donovan gets to choose Scal Labrisi or however you say his last name. I don't name, know how to say that name. Uh, to shoot free throws, he misses both of them, and then Marcus Morris gets called for a what can be considered a f- questionable foul. 
Um, Brady Marcus. Marcus Morris. Marcus. Was it was it Marquis? Marquis. Did I say Marcus? <laughs> it's almost one a.m. It's oh, fine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's so much. Marquis Morris gets called for a foul, which sends Alfaruka Minu to the free throw line. He nails both of them. Russell Westbrook then gets the ball back with four seconds left. He turns the ball over out of bounds. Daimler gets one more shot. Um, half court heave. He misses it. Overtime. And then, uh, with no Nurkic, the Thunder are able to just live in the paint and attack Thunder for Life guy in his canter. <laughs> and the Thunder were able to pull away and get a huge win uh, in overtime. No, that was big time, especially coming off of, I think they came into this game um, losing five of their last seven. So it was just, it wasn't a good stretch of basketball for the Thunder after the All-Star break. So coming into Portland tonight, it's just a chippy atmosphere to begin with. And uh, these guys, I mean, it didn't look like a super exciting game, but kind of what Brady said, it was really back and forth, uh, very close scoring the entire time, even though it really looked like it shouldn't have. But I'm telling you what, that final quarter, it was just a totally different game with the kind of energy that was being exerted out there. And Russell Westbrook picked up eight points in overtime. He just, he was there to play. And I don't think uh, him and the Portland crowd get along too well. (laughs) There was just a lot of uh, gesturing, a lot of mouthing things, uh, rocking the babies all night. It was uh, was really exciting. Russell must not like hippies. I don't think he's too (laughs) fond of the Portland crowd, and I don't think the Portland crowd is too fond of him. But... I was going to say, yeah. it was just, it was an incredible game by Russell Westbrook. Oh, it it really was, was by yeah. far his best. And he's been shooting the ball a little bit, um, a little bit better. And especially from the three point line, he's shooting like 36% on all these weird attempts all of a sudden since the All Star break. But this was by far his best performance that I can remember in the last few weeks. And the Thunder certainly needed it. They entered tonight uh, losers of six of their last eight games. And in this eight game stretch, Madison, they just, they did not look like the Oklahoma City Thunder that we have been covering for these past three four months and to say that this is a big win I mean it's always a big win when you get get it over a division rival especially one that you're kind of fighting with seeding but this this game was such a big win on so many levels it really was and uh, I mean we're talking so much about Russell Westbrook right now so Nate if you want to go ahead we can talk about our player of the game now the franchise thunder player of the game brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond I mean I think it's kind of obvious. I ha- it's, I'm i a little torn between two because obviously we've just been praising Russell Westbrook's name. Uh, he did. I thought he played a lot better basketball tonight, a lot smarter basketball. He was only, he was five of eight from the three point line, which has been still odd. He's, it's odd. Yeah, he's averaging like nine three pointers a game since right. the All Star break, and that is not a number you want him shooting. But if he's going to shoot at this clip, then let him fly. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to make them, then go ahead, take those eight three point attempts, make five of them. Sure. Uh, I mean, he just he did look a lot better. A lot of his shots are falling, the ones that have not been falling the past couple of, of games. So, I mean, it was kind of refreshing to see Russell get out of this weird stage he was going through and actually uh, make the ball go through the hoop. But he was I think it was really just because the environment he was playing in tonight is really what gets his blood pumping and his adrenaline going. And that's when he's going to play that kind of basketball. Yeah, I mean, this was the perfect matchup of Russ versus Dame. I and mean, this is what you want to see when you see these two heavyweight point guards go up against each other. They gave you everything that you could possibly want. I mean, each guy took each other to the rack. Each guy were, each guy hit shots over, over another. They had plenty of gestures and words for each other. 
other. It was just everything you want out of a TNT Thursday night primetime basketball game. It was just perfect. And um, yes, Russell Westbrook is by far the player of this game. If like for the Thunder, I mean, Dame Lillard has 51 points. That that should not go. And this is the Thunder first take post game show. Yes, but we got to recognize game. You know, game got to recognize game. So Dame gets 51 points, gets a nod from me. But I will say underrated player of the game, and I know that's not even a topic, but I'm going to make it one right now. Nerlens Noel and Dennis, I'll throw Dennis Schroeder in there um, as well. Their two-man game uh, in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, I, I felt at a time where the Blazers were, they were one big shot away from just, I think, breaking it wide open uh, with the way the Thunder were playing, with how many fouls they had been racking up. Terrence Ferguson, I think, had four or five fouls pretty much the entire second half. It was just, it had every little symptom of, okay, this is about to get, this is about to get ugly. Nerlens Noel and Dennis Schroeder did everything that they could to keep the Thunder at bay with Portland. And even, I think, gave them a one-point lead, or it just kind of turned into like a trading of leads and trading of buckets. But I I just think Noel and Schroeder's performance shouldn't be uh, forgotten tonight, especially considering that Schroeder and Noel have had some very bad games the last few weeks. Well, yeah, and this game had 23 lead changes tonight, and I think a lot of it was just because uh, guys on both teams, they were just undeterred they were not going to give up on this game it was it was really exciting but another guy I kind of wanted to sneak in here and I think he kind of slides under the radar with this game but I wanted to talk a little bit about Jeremy Grant uh just because he was one of two from the three-point line six of nine from the floor he finished with 14 points but uh, I noticed something about all of his shots tonight and they were all extremely contested extremely difficult hard shots and he had to really work for, for them and there were a couple times that those shots are actually what extended the Thunder's lead when they needed it most. So Jeremy Grant was just someone that I also kind of wanted to slide in there as someone who was very notable from this game. Yeah, it was it was a, definitely a game where everybody that played, uh, except for let's see, uh, Raymond Felt didn't register any numbers in two minutes and twenty seven seconds of play, but um, even guys like Stephen Adams or Markeith Morris. Guys that didn't necessarily make that much of an impact when you watch the entire game. Steven Adams, real his energy, I thought late, really helped the Thunder uh, get out of some tight, ugly possessions off of misses, uh, just keeping the ball alive. Uh, Jeremy Grant, kind of the same way, but a little bit more of an impact with his 14 points. He seemed, every time he touched the ball, I mean, he kind of, he was 6 of 9. It seemed like every time he touched the ball, good things happened. But, you know, I mean, Nate, I've always thought this because, what was it? Madison about a month ago when Fer- um, Ter- Terrence Ferguson, I almost said Fergalicious, when Terrence <laughs> Ferguson was uh, go- going 40% from the three-point line. Right. They, the Chess Peak had that one game where they played uh, Fergalicious mm-hmm. after he'd make a shot. I think when Jeremy Grant gets a nod on the show that we need to play Jeremy by Pearl Jam. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah, like just find it and fire it up and we'll just it'll just randomly come on because Pearl Jam at 1249 in the morning. Sounds great. I'll never say no to that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just... I guess we get a little bit more about Russell because even on the pregame, Colby Powell and Andrew Gilman, great show, by the way, Nate, was listening to it on the way up here. Um, they were just dogging Russell Westbrook with his three-point shooting. And I, I got to admit, like I said, nine three-point attempts is way too much. And especially when Russell gets into this kind of thing where um, it's kind of a your turn, my turn thing, not not necessarily with Paul George, but with his opponent, when it becomes a me versus you that's when we see the bad Russell Westbrook. We saw that last year in the playoffs with Utah against Ricky Rubio of all people. Ricky. It it worked tonight. Yeah. Like like I said, it was just perfect Russ versus Dame and uh I would love to watch that every single night, every single day, every single morning. Yeah, and I I I really like Damian Lillard as a player. I think he is in 
incredibly talented, and just watching him make these freak of nature shots is just unreal. Uh, you know, someone who really wasn't on for the Blazers tonight, though, and I think this is kind of something that hurt them, was C.J. McCollum. And the last time these two teams met, I'm pretty sure it was CJ who was just lighting it up from the three-point line, but tonight he was 3 of 11. And I think that really helped the Thunder kind of control uh, letting Portland get way too hot from the perimeter because that's something they've been good at, even though the Thunder have taken all the games uh, this season against Portland. But they've allowed someone like CJ McCollum to get a little too hot from that. And tonight he was just off, and I really think that helped. It was the last game. It was the game where Paul George and Russell both got those triple-doubles the last time the Thunder and the Blazers met in Oklahoma City. I think that's when McCollum had that third quarter where he hit five or six threes. Other than that, this kind of goes into the next guy I wanted to talk about with Terrence Ferguson. Other than that quarter, Terrence Ferguson has locked down C.J. McCollum. That has been such a big swing in this series because last year it was Dame, C.J., Nurkic. They would get everything that they wanted. Now that you have Terrence Ferguson, who's a a little bit better acclimated to knowing, you know, defensive and offensive tendencies, uh, he he's somewhat locked down C.J. McCollum in this series. And tonight, even with five fouls, straight up swatted. CJ McCollum late and it led to I believe a Paul George I think it was a Paul George uh fast break uh, layup or no it was a Russ fast break uh layup the Drail Blazers called timeout from then on it was pretty much that was all that she wrote I mean the Blazers knew it I knew it you knew it Nate knew it um yeah just everybody made it an impactful play um but uh, of course going back circling back to the player of the game it's got to be Russ. They play, Russell played like the Thunder has needed him to play for the last few months, even when he was going through a scoring slump, shooting slump. He's starting to look like old Russell, and if Paul George returns to his MVP form and guys like Terrence and Jeremy continue to make impacts on offense and defense, this team can get back to what they were looking like before this terrible eight-game stretch. Yeah, an angry Russ. Don't forget angry. He was very angry. He was very angry and on edge tonight, and I think it actually helped his playing style a little bit. Kind of what I said at the beginning of the show, he does not like Portland. Portland does not like he. So it was just kind of, it was funny to watch, actually. I got a good kick out of it. I tweeted a couple things about it. Uh, there were just, there was uh, one time in the game he made this three-point shot, and he kind of motion to the crowd like put his hand on his ear was like i can't hear you because they were letting this guy hear it it was pure petty russ it was pure good russ it was pure i love bad. it it was the full russell westbrook Give me experience all the petty. yeah it was it was just greatness it was nate it's i mean fantastic. you you seriously you have you must have some observation here like when russ does this it's like it's perfect television yeah i mean especially yelling at the crowd waving them goodbye tell them to go home it's always fun to see he was really in like got into it with somebody in the crowd when they were reviewing that last uh sequence of events they never showed like what actually happened i really would have seen like to see the footage of that he's i don't always, even he's always beefing know. with somebody like in the Lord greater have Northwest. mercy i would not i think i would cry myself to sleep if russell westbrook <laughs> yelled at me like that like, oh god i'm sorry you're right mr westbrook goodbye yeah i'm trying to go i'm trying to go through my notes because i know well i guess i guess i didn't know it just so much happened in this game and well you know we'll just go to we'll just go to a break because we do need to talk about that that Marque- Marquise Morris foul at the end of regulation because oh my god was that atrocious so um uh 107.7 the franchise 107.9 in Tulsa you are listening to the Thunder First Take post game show we've got all the segments coming at you in the next oh 30 35 minutes or so Nate Ball went back there behind the screen Madison Morris I'm Brady Trantham you're listening to 107.7 the franchise 107.9 in Tulsa 
Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Nate spinning the jams that gets Madison moving at 12.58 in the morning on a Thursday night. I'm feeling it. Following a thunder, I'm a thunderous it, thunder win. A thunderous, thunderous win. the Portland Trailblazers in overtime, 129 to 121, Oklahoma City prevails. Brady Trantham here along with Miss Madison Morris, like I said, Nate Baldwin back there doing all the songs, pressing all the buttons. Guys, I, I, it's now starting to hit me now. Like, I'm kind of spent. Like, that was exciting. The adrenaline rush, you know, kind of went through me on that first segment. I stumbled on some words. And now I'm just like, you know what? Oh. Yeah, let's do that kick-ass possession of the game. Boom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I saw him looking away. I wanted to see how quick he would be. <laughs> I heard kick-ass play, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know how many moments I've had like that as a producer? I'm like, oh, God. You need a third arm, Nate. Oh, that would be so useful. <laughs> Not just for at work. Oh. oh. <laughs> then I could be eating and then just like have oh, okay. the other hand yeah. on my belly. I was about to say this is <laughs> this is a franchise after dark, which also... which Uncensored. Also, by the way, um, we are forcing the OKC82 podcast into your ear holes right now. Congratulations! Yay! Uh, Madison and I always do a podcast after every Thunder game, Homer Away. Um, and tonight, since we are doing the post-game show and we don't want to talk about the same thing twice, we are going to record this and use it for the OKC82 podcast. So if you like it, if you like us talking about the game, uh, subscribe. Uh, we're on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, the iTunes thing. You know, just check us out. Do You'll it. enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. But yeah, the kick-ass play of the game, the kick-ass possession of the game, whatever you want to call it. Madison, I'm going to let you take this one off first. Awesome. Okay, so my kick-ass possession of the game came at the 734 mark in the third quarter. And uh, it was after Jeremy Grant, or no, it was with Jeremy Grant. He had a uh, contested shot and the finish after Steven Adams kept the ball alive with an offensive rebound. Uh, that made the score 68-78. to uh, the Thunder were leading at that point. Jeremy Grant, uh, he like I kind of said in the first segment, he had just made a load of hard shots this entire game. And that's kind of why I wanted to give it to them because, I mean, obviously, like we've been saying, this game was pretty close. There wasn't really a significant lead. And I also believe this is the first time in eight games the Thunder have not been down by double digits. So that was big. Uh, but Jeremy Grant, he just had this extremely hard shot. I think he got the and one from it, too. I'm actually not entirely sure. I'm so sorry. But uh, it was actually from an offensive rebound from Steven Adams, and he was able to keep the ball alive. It gave a lot of energy to Oklahoma City at that point. So, I mean, that just really stood out to me because it was a lot of athleticism in that play, and it was much needed at that point. So that is my kick-ass possession. That's pretty good. That was a good one. That's pretty good. Um, there's so many kick-ass possessions in this game, especially late. And, right. you know, you can go with, uh, I mean, in overtime, Portland, I think, scored the first five points. Um, Oklahoma City got a bucket. Dame hits a three, and then you're thinking, okay, here comes Dame time. Because surprisingly enough, Lillard scores 51 points, but he never got on that that classic Dame run where he was scoring, you know, two or three threes in once in a few in just like two or three sequences. It wasn't like scoring in bunches. He just scored so much at the foul line, which 
I think I had that pulled up. What where, where did he do at the foul line? Portland lived at the foul line. Uh, Lillard shot 18 of 20 from the foul line. Uh, Portland as a team, 38 of 47. But after that three he hit in overtime, it looked like, okay, here it comes. Here comes Dame time. And then Russell just casually walks up to the three-point line and takes an ill-advised you know, dribble, dribble, <laughs> three, and it falls. And it's like if you're a Thunder fan, it's like, okay, now it's it's tied again. Mm-hmm. But it also, it just it stopped the potential flooding of a Dame Lillard three-point barrage. So it kept the Thunder in it. But still, that's not my kick-ass possession of the game. Really? I'm going to give this one to Terrence Ferguson. Ooh. Paul George um, driving to the lane. Uh, inadvertently elbows Nurkic in the face, who then promptly, uh, you know, as his character is supposed to do, uh, flops very hard. That was amazing. And prayers out to him and his family because he was on the ground for some time. <laughs> um, Paul George puts up a shot after elbowing Nurkic in the face. He misses it. And then Terrence Ferguson comes out of nowhere and gets the put back with 13 seconds to play. And it put the Thunder up 113 to 111 and put them in in the driver's seat to control the end of the game and dictate everything. So I thought that that was probably the most important bucket for the Thunder. But of course, there was a lot of basketball left to be played. Right. That's pretty kick ass because, I mean, that's really something that this team needed at that point of the game. Because, uh, I mean, like we've been saying, this game was extremely competitive the entire time. This crowd really had a strong effect over this game also because Portland, I mean, despite what we said about CJ McCollum being a little bit off, but obviously guys like Damian Lillard really took control of this game. Uh, Nurkic was just a force to be reckoned with. Uh, it was just, it was a very competitive environment tonight. So, I mean, when the Thunder were able to get plays like that and to get stops that were very crucial, I mean, that's worth noting. So this team really came and they played a lot harder than I think I've seen them play in the past couple games. So it was just, it was an exciting thing to see because Brady and I know the potential of this team. I know uh, the Thunder fans know the potential of this team as well. So it was just, it was a good thing to see them really uh, push forward and get a win like this. Yeah, they haven't really been showing that potential in the last two it, two, to week, no. two weeks. It's been kind of ugly, but you know what's not ugly, Madison? What? The Portland Trailblazers bench. No. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> so go ahead and oh, share. Go ahead well, and share with the world what we're talking about here. Well, everybody. Because, because your boy did play. He did register some minutes tonight. He got maybe a minute in there. Hey, that's. I don't even think it was a minute. Let's check. 44 seconds. Almost a minute. Almost a minute. Not, um, even, not even a minute, man. So, man. oh my gosh. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> um, okay, so it's kind of an ongoing joke here around the station, and I mean with, like, Jerry Ramsey. And we kind of joke and say that uh, Portland is the most attractive team in the league. And he's not wrong. And um, I'm going to go ahead and jump on that boat and say that Myers Leonard is a fine-looking person. And uh, I kept bugging Brady and Nate tonight saying, put Myers in! Uh, mainly just because me, being a woman, would like to see a, an attractive basketball player play some basketball. But uh, he did get 44 seconds, so thank you, Terry Stotts. He was listening. Uh, he heard me <laughs> all the way from Portland, and I got my way. Now, um, shout out to John Hamm. He uh, calls them, what, the Cologne commercial the co- team? <laughs> Because it's not just Myers Leonard, who's a handsome individual, he but they've handsome. also got Zach Collins, who's kind of a good-looking cat. So Zach Collins. So you know they took the L tonight, but you know, Portland's been. But did they? They're gonna. Did they're, they? they're probably gonna do some work tonight in Portland. Let's just say. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. The franchise needs to send Madison to go cover that game for us. I mean, yeah. if they're paying, I'm going. Yeah, let's make this happen, guys. Oh, Should come good. back with a few stories. <laughs> 
I cannot wait to read that article. Oh, you don't want to read that <laughs> article. Very in-depth. So now that we've embarrassed Madison, um, you know, very much. <laughs> she's, it's okay. I'm a team player, guys. She, she's pretty red right now. Um, let's <laughs> let's go ahead and get out get out the uh, um, who that dunked that. So out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Okay, so last time I tried to do this voice, you guys made fun of me. What? <laughs> you guys said that's not even new. We have never, ever made fun of you. Yeah, on a regular basis. I don't know actually. what you're talking about. It's fine. I mean, it was actually, it was a pretty bad attempt at it, I will admit to Jerry's that. Jerry's is pretty bad, too, so it's okay. Uh, should I, like, try it again? Try it again. Ooh, who that dong that? <laughs> Not you? bad. No, that was great. Is that okay? That, that was wasn't so... bad right there. Oh, see, I can't. I, I kind of like the way you do that like right that. there. Go Tigers! What the heck? How do you say that? Like, hey, I... hey, look, Trey Young's on TV. Hey, look, you just got to channel your inner Coach O. My inner Louisiana. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach O, we gonna go out there. We gonna fire how you go with that. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Okay, well, y'all are much better at this than me. So I'm just gonna go ahead and read off my who dat dunk that, and uh, mine is gonna go to Nerlens Noel. It was at the 215 mark in the third quarter, and a very nice and smooth pass from Dennis Schroeder uh, gave Nerlens the opportunity uh, to have a nice two-handed dunk over Team Thunder for Life or whatever, Mr. Ennis Cantor. Uh, and it extended OKC's lead to 81-79. It was great. Uh, I also noted, I love reading my notes sometimes because I just put, it was great, Team Nerlens. So, go Nerlens. That was awesome. It was really cool. And, uh, yeah, it was just kind of nice because Brady was talking about the good team chemistry between Nerlens and Dennis in the first segment. And I totally agree because then they had this little moment and it was just like, wow, that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, the sad thing, I mean, this, like, like everybody knows, this is the Thunder First Take postgame show. All the badass dunks were by Dame Lillard in the first quarter. Like, he was trying to straight murder some people in the lane, and uh, I think that if the second one had fallen, I think Paul George went up to try and defend it for whatever reason, but hey, Paul is prob- he probably is going to be the defensive player of the year, so just go ahead and do- try it. But if that shot had fallen, if that dunk had fallen, oh, what a poster. Ooh. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll just go ahead and just blindly agree with you. Because the Thunder, I mean, if the dunks that they had were impact, some of them were impactful, but there was no Hamadou Diallo in the fast break. There was no Russell Westbrook just... You know, I'm so angry at this crowd. I'm going to take it out on this rim. It wasn't a lot of that tonight. But, hey, the Thunder got the win. That's what matters. I was kind of disappointed there was no Russell Westbrook, like, huge dunk moment. Because I figured with the kind of animosity he was playing with tonight, uh, I figured that was just, like, a given. But it never happened. It looked like he was going to there for a minute. Or there was that sequence to where, like, he got it, like, right in the paint. Mm -hmm. And he took a couple steps. And then he just kind of, like laid it up instead and i thought for sure he was just gonna like rise up and yak it down that time but <laughs> yak was it denied. down dang it, no it's would have been so nice westbrook like it's it cannot be understated how well he played in this game and i know in the first half a lot of people were just kind of pointing at he i think he had six turnovers in the first half and they were all bad um say for like one pass that steven adams should have just straight caught steven adams had a really sloppy game at the beginning uh, to pretty much the entire regulation over time his energy really helped the thunder extend some possessions but um the thunder as a team finished with 16 turnovers they entered the second half with 13 so 
you know, a lot of that is, a, is of course, Russell Westbrook. He's going to touch the ball a lot. Paul George still kind of getting back into the flow of things after missing a few games with that shoulder soreness. Still looks like he's also trying to work back into his scoring. Doesn't look super comfortable. So a lot of the brunt of the responsibility falls on Russ. But, you know, three turnovers as a team in the second half and overtime, just incredible. And just the Thunder got back to doing what they have been doing all year, Madison. It was, you know, for this this eight game stretch, they have not looked like themselves, except for of course that double overtime thriller uh, against the Utah Jazz in Oklahoma City a few weeks ago. But um, tonight they finally looked like the team that um, was playing in that eleven win and twelve game stretch prior to the All Star break. Yeah, and I got to catch a little bit of what Billy Donovan had to say uh, pregame, and he was saying that uh, I mean, of course, he was saying this before they performed at this level tonight, but he's saying they have. To- to perform at uh, a high level for the rest of the season because every single team that they're going to face for the remainder of the, uh, what, like 17, 16 games, uh, they're going to have to perform at a high level because these teams are all playoff contenders. And so uh, the Thunder are going to have to really be focused every time they come in. They're going to have to play like they did tonight. Um, For our sake, I hope not every single game is going to go to overtime. Oh my gosh, I just said it, so I'm a little nervous. But um, yeah, it's just... I really agreed with what Billy Donovan said because he said that uh, these guys are going to have to get their shoulders or their head more on their shoulders. They're going to have to go in and fight for it for the rest of the season because it's not going to come easy. And so, I mean, that was kind of a given tonight. This game went to overtime. It was a thriller. It took a lot of energy. And now they're going to have to turn around about 24 hours later and do this in Los Angeles. Yeah. And the last time the Thunder had a uh, well, the last time they had a double overtime game at 830 tip off started for that game at 830. And then the following night in Oklahoma City as well against Sacramento, they played at 7 o'clock. So just about the worst scheduling that you could possibly get Awful. with an overtime game. But yes, the Thunder will play tomorrow night in L.A. against the Clippers. Uh, same t- tip-off time, 9.30 Oklahoma time. And we, of course, at the franchise will have you pre-game and post-game for that. I think that's – is that Jerry and John? Does anybody know? I think so. I think it's Jerry and John. Yeah. And of course, with the win tonight, the Thunder break this little three-team logjam tie at the three seed with Portland and Houston. They move up to forty and twenty-five uh, with a game and a half ahead of the Houston Rockets. And of course, um, they currently have the tiebreaker. I think they still have one more match with Houston. Uh, they of course swept the Trailblazers tonight. They had the season series over Utah at the six seed. Uh, the Thunder are now four games back in the loss column against the Nuggets, technically five since Denver has the tiebreaker over them with that third win a few weeks ago. But um, yeah, still a great win. Um, We still have you guys uh, in our grip right now. The next (laughs) 15 to 20 minutes, so we'll take one more quick break. We'll get back to some stat cat. We'll get back to uh, around the association, which is going to be quite the segment because that's going. There was a lot of games tonight, Nate. So I hope just a ton. Drink your water. It's going to take a while. It's yeah, <laughs> like right, right down your script. <laughs> so everybody, thank you so much. But we have one more segment. So uh, you are listening to one hundred seven point seven, the franchise one hundred seven nine in Tulsa. This is the Thunder First Take post game show. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. One oh seven point seven, the franchise. One oh seven nine in Tulsa. You are listening to the Thunder First Take postgame show with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris and Nate Baldwin. It's quite the trio here. That song really like fueled my inner teen angst. Like, do you guys feel like a bunch of angst just set over you when you listen to that? Nate, 
Angsty. I'm not really sure what that word means. Angst? So. Yes. We're going to have to get the dictionary.com to help us out here. Come on. We are not learned, Madison. What's the you, simple version of that angst? Word? Okay, have you heard of like teen angst before? Have you heard like people say that? So teen angst is like when you just have a bunch of like anger and like feelings and emotion built like up, pinto. but it's like that sounds like you need to talk to somebody. Yes, but it's like at an especially high level when you're like a teenager because you're just like mad at the world. You yell at your parents. You like want to become a skater boy. And you just want to like dye your hair black. Shout- oh, is that just me? Really quick, it's very sh- specific. Shout out to our boy. Uh, shout out to our boy, Dylan Buckingham. He just texted, said he was listening. Oh my gosh, what's up, Dylan? He said he wa- he wants me to be muted. He wants Madison to just talk the whole time. Well, now that I'm talking about teen angst, I doubt anyone <laughs> wants me to be on the air anymore. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Well, um, let's let's quickly forget about that, because- <laughs> and in so doing, let us uh, Nate, let us go on the odyssey that is Thursday night. Uh, March, whatever date it is right now. I don't know. I think it, it's the 8th right now, but it was the 7th. Okay, so, so yeah, let's take us around the association on March 7th, 2019. This is a long one, everybody. All right. If everybody's all strapped up and ready to go, Pacers and the Bucks in Milwaukee. Bucks win 117 to 98. And of course, our game, Oklahoma City. 129-121. That does it for the association. <laughs> but a couple bonus scores for you. Dallas Stars blink the Colorado Avalanche in there in Dallas for rip. And then the Blues beat LA in LA for nothing to stay on top. So they're uh, three points ahead. Dallas is sitting in the wild card position right now. St. Louis is staying on top. NHL playoffs is really starting to heat up. So don't forget about that either. Nate, can you play hockey? I wish. Oh. If I was like born and raised like farther north, I probably would have. Didn't Sam Bradford play hockey? He's from Oklahoma City. Come on now. Takes Wait, a lot doesn't of money. UCO have a hockey team? Yeah. Oh, you has Canadians. Oh, you has a hockey team. What? Used to hang out with a few of them when I was yeah, in college. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's the only time I ever like avidly root against OU. You should have joined the hockey team. Also, what does blank and zip mean in the hockey world? Zero. Oh, okay. That okay. That was a stupid question. So what not, about blank? I thought you were just like blanking out a curse word no, or something. No, just blank. Like because they didn't score, so their oh, score lines blank. Oh, okay. I'm still learning hockey. Everyone, I apologize. Nah. Oh well, we're all learning hockey. I don't know anything about hockey. Well, um, since there are only two games tonight, we we should be talking about a few more little NBA topics before we get you back on some Thunder stuff. Uh, I guess the big thing that happened over the last few days, uh, LeBron James passed Michael Jordan. Who? Uh, no, not, not Michael B. Jordan. Oh. Yeah, the regular Michael Jordan. Uh. Uh, for fourth all-time scoring in NBA history, um, the other night when the Lakers played the Denver Nuggets, and I've got to say, it was so weird. It's this whole, this whole LeBron James LA Lakers thing is just the marriage is just so weird. Like LeBron is, like I, I get it. LeBron James is an entity unto himself. The right. Lakers are an entity unto, unto themselves. Them and the Celtics, they were the NBA for so long, up until about the you know up until about Michael Jordan. Since then, I don't know if anybody watched Adam Silver talk to Bill Simmons the other day. Um, but Silver pointed it out, like other than the the Celtics, Lakers, and the Bulls, after Michael Jordan retired, it's, I think there's been 11 different teams that have won an NBA championship since that time in 1998. So 
yeah, I get it. The Lakers are a big deal. LeBron's a big deal. But man, this has been so awkward. This has been so hard to watch. And now the Lakers are probably not going to make the playoffs. LeBron's not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, you passed Michael Jordan. That should be cool. But you know what? I was watching it just going, eh, I don't care. It, yeah, I mean, it's been the most anticlimactic thing ever just because LeBron James is LeBron James. And when he went over to Los Angeles, that was just the biggest deal ever. And it was uh, a whole, uh, oh my gosh, the Lakers are back. It's the Lake Show. Because they had like those young guns and Lonzo, Kyle Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram who have been taking turns getting hurt. So, I mean, nothing is going right over in Lakers world. So, LeBron James, yeah, it was exciting. I actually got to catch that game last night. And that's a great accomplishment for him just because he is always speaking to how much he looked up to Michael Jordan growing up, and that's what made him fall in love with the game. That's awesome. But That's why he wants to do Space Jam, too. Exactly. So it's just like, it was a big deal. But, I mean, honestly, I think he made that bucket that extended him past Michael Jordan when the Lakers were down, like, didn't 18 he do it on points. A, didn't he do it on a free throw? Uh, so he tied it with a free throw, and then he surpassed it with, uh, it was like that's, a fadeaway jumper, like a layup or something. And that, it was just kind of like a, yeah. That's so, that's so good, because, like, LeBron has played, like, hundreds if not of maybe hundreds of more games than Michael did right. at that t- at that point to pass him he also shot thousands of more free throws so yeah it's I, I don't know I mean LeBron I, LeBron James the player is so incredible I Absolutely. love watching him play this year's been kind of a disappointment I mean he is getting up there in age relative to you know usual NBA players he's still a freak of nature he's still probably the best player on the planet um, but if he wants to be Michael Jordan so bad by doing like, you know, wearing his number, doing all this stuff, like I'm the greatest player on earth, I'm going to be the greatest player in NBA history, I'm going to do Space Jam too. Instead of going to the Lakers and embarrassing both you and the franchise, why didn't you just, I don't know, retire and go play baseball? Tim yeah. Tebow's doing it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was probably not the best. I mean, I, I don't know. Watching that game, it was kind of a weird thing just because, yes, LeBron James is this freak of nature player. He has proven that time and time again uh, throughout his career. But uh, I believe he started the game like 0-3 or 0-4 from the three-point line because he was just really wanting to get those points. What did he need, like... 14 or 15 or something like that uh maybe even like 12 I don't know something like that but he just kept chunking up threes just in absolute desperation mode to go ahead and pass Michael uh Jordan which I'm I'm not calling it like a desperate attempt because it definitely wasn't it's a huge accomplishment but I mean he wasn't really taking a lot of smart shots to begin the game and it was kind of like a okay well don't forget this is a real game and it's against a really good team so maybe you should uh Stick to some more, you know, some more work in the paint. Uh, utilize your teammates a little bit more. You have an entire game. I think he even got it done within like the first quarter or the second quarter. So that's great. But you have four quarters, so maybe like, you know, take it, get to take it, take a couple of breaths. But I mean, congratulations to Lebr- uh, LeBron. That's just an incredible accomplishment. Yeah, the Lakers losers of four of their last five. Let's see, five, six, <laughs> six of their last seven. <laughs> just. Not good. Yeah, just not good. They are currently nowhere to be found in the standings. They are 11th in the Western Conference at 30 and 35. Um, yeah, it's just, Yikes. it's this is just regrettable. It's a regrettable season, but I guess every single great player has had regrettable times in their careers. I mean, Michael Jordan did come back and play for the Washington Wizards, even though I know everyone wants to forget about that, but uh, oh well. <laughs> let's, let, let's quickly steer this crazy train back to Thunder basketball, shall we? Oh, what is that one last segment? 
Uh, can about you, the kitty. Can, yeah, can you make the noise, Madison? Meow. Oh, that one, the stack cat. <laughs> I thought mine sounded better. That's that What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Goodness. It's just like fingernails on a chalkboard. No, it's just like we're wearing, the, oh, we're wearing the cans and it's just going one. It's just like <laughs> my brain is like really angry right now. Um,. I kind of already said my stat cat with the three turnovers in the second half in overtime, just because the way that the Thunder's offense was going and the way that we've seen the Thunder play in these last eight games, especially in the first half. And, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll take blame for this. I thought going into this game, they had the Thunder had to defend in that first quarter. They could not get themselves down by double digits early which would then force guys like Russell Westbrook to start heaving up threes. Now, he did take eight threes tonight, um, but all of them except for about one or two were actually good shots. Um, Even Russell Westbrook can take a good shot that's a three-pointer, but in this eight-game stretch, it just seems like the Thunder's defense has just been giving up 30, 35, 38 points in the first quarter, and they have to immediately dig themselves out of a hole. About three minutes left in the in the first quarter, I think it's 21 to 19. I kind of look at Nate and Madison and was like, hey, the Thunder are going to hold their opponent to under 30 points. And guess what? The Portland Trailblazers scored 30 points <laughs> in the first quarter. So, so I they, mean, technically, you were that, that, wrong. It was a push. It was a push. It was a push. And I'm not really into gambling, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll take the blame. I'll take the credit. Oh, well. But even with all that, the Thunder's offense was still really uneven at times it was a lot of it was dependent on russell westbrook paul didn't really get scoring until late second quarter and then on and even then it wasn't very consistent but for the thunder to only turn the ball over three times in a game like this in a game that they needed because of of seeding and a game that they needed for just straight pride after getting swept by portland last year now they've flipped the script on them i thought that that was probably out of everything, that was probably the most important number is those three turnovers in the second half in overtime. No, absolutely. And kind of speaking of flipping the script, uh, it was a little bit of a flip on the three-point side because the Thunder did take 27 attempts tonight, only made eight of them. Five of them came from Russell Westbrook. But uh, you go down to Portland, and I guess this is kind of my stat cat because it was a little bit significant. Portland took 41 three-point attempts tonight, and usually that's a, that's something that they're not terrible at they only made nine, nine of them nine of 41 nine of 41 and i think it's this I, was the return of good thunder perimeter yeah. defense because it wasn't like portland just straight missed everything because right. i think in that last game the thunder played them in oklahoma city when paul and russ both got their triple doubles i remember in that first half i think talking to you madison man portland's just missing a lot of shots and it has nothing to do with the thunders uh closing out on on perimeter shooters they were just missing shots tonight it was not the case Oklahoma City played sound defense, and even in times where they weren't playing very good defense, the effort was there, which is what has been lacking in this eight-game stretch um, the last few weeks, um, going back to the All-Star break. So the effort was there. And, you know, I I should have made this point when I was on with uh, Colby Powell and John Hoover on the franchise drive earlier today. And now I'm I'm 0-2 on Thunder predictions. On the pregame show for uh, the Spurs last weekend, I called for a thunder win the thunder lost today on uh, the franchise drive i said the thunder would lose the thunder win so hey i'm the harbinger of doom it happens (laughs) um but i sort of said this because i thought oklahoma city was going to lose this game just by how they've been playing but it seems like that this team rises to this to that occasion when it looks like that you've kind of figured them out in a negative light they started off zero and four 
and it's like, wow, this team is still the same team that we saw last year. They rattle off seven wins in a row. When they go through that four um, four losses in five game stretch a few a uh, few weeks ago, they rattle off eleven out of twelve wins, and now they have this six losses in eight game stretch. They go into Portland. Everyone's like everyone and their dog said Portland's going to win this game, and the Thunder played great throughout. And even in their moments where they were playing bad, they still didn't make too many mistakes to bury themselves. So just a really great performance overall by the Thunder tonight. Yeah, and our good friend Sam Mays, who is on every day, the Triple M Ranch. Three, from to, three six. to six. Also, Dylan Buckingham, uh, Dylan and Todd show. Oh, yeah, In yes. the morning from yes. uh, nine to noon. Love it. Good shows going on here on the franchise. But Sam Mays actually tweeted at Brady and myself, and he is a very nice supporter of our OKC82 podcast. And he asked both Brady and I, uh, how's it looking for the Thunder tonight? And I really liked both of our answers. And uh, something that I said was the key to a win tonight for the Thunder was not allowing uh, this their opponent to outscore them tremendously to begin the game, which, uh, I mean, they, I guess they didn't. It was 31-30 at the end of the first quarter, so that was decent. But uh, also, it was really attacking the perimeter a lot better, and I think that's something they did, kind of what I just mentioned with my stat cat. 9 of 41 from the three-point line for Portland tonight, so I think that was just really good Thunder defense right there. And uh, I think that really just had a huge effect on kind of like the dynamic of this game because letting a team get too hot, they've seen this uh, in multiple games uh, earlier on in the season. But if they let a team get way too hot from the three point line, Buddy Heald, uh, you're gonna, you're just gonna drown in it. And I mean, luckily that just didn't happen tonight because they really stepped it up on the perimeter and it made a huge difference it is funny what the difference between a win and a loss is because if the thunder had lost tonight if they had just choked away that overtime uh, or if dame hit that final shot at the end of regula- regulation i think we'd both agree that the stat of the night would have been the 47 free throws that portland took now i think they took a few more in overtime but still um Portland taking 40, they were 38 of 47 from the free throw line. Oklahoma City only took 32. There were just so many fouls in this game. Oklahoma City fouled 31 times. Portland fouled 27 times. It was just, it was a very, let's just say the officiating was uneven, and I'm sure it's going to get dissected um, today. I was about to say tomorrow, but today on all all the shows on the franchise. So um, be sure to tune into all that. Um, Any more final thoughts? I mean, we've talked about Russ, we talked about Paul, we've talked about. Dane, we've talked about how important this this win was. Uh, really, I guess we can kind of look at their schedule moving forward because I thought with this four game road trip, they had to at least split it. With how they were playing, I was I was just thinking they cannot go zero and four in this stretch with them losing their grip on the three seed. Mm-hmm. With how tight the Western Conference is, they need. They've played so well to just throw it all away in just a bad two-week stretch. So getting this win is so important because tomorrow, tonight at um, 9.30 Central Time, they will take on the L.A. Clippers in Los Angeles before having the, um, let's see, Saturday. Yeah, cause I, I'm so confused what day it is. I know. This is <laughs> this, throwing me off this so is what happens when It you, is 1.30 in the morning. This is what I happens when you cover on. the NBA. You just throw your calendar out. Right. Um, they, get, they get the weekend off and then play... Utah in Salt Lake City on Monday night. So it's just an important stretch for the Thunder to kind of get back to what they were doing, Madison. But um, even past that, Brooklyn at home, Indiana on the road, Golden State at home. Yeah. It's it's not 
getting any easier. No. So that's why this win is so important, even even more so than the fact that it's a division opponent. Yeah, and I'm very curious to see how it's going to go tomorrow night because uh, it is a pretty quick turnaround. They're going to jet over to Los Angeles to play the Clippers uh, for a back-to-back, the second night of a back-to-back at 9.30 Oklahoma time. So it's just, I'm very curious to see how this team is going to perform, if they can perform at a high level like they did tonight that's going to be crucial because my prediction on as they went into this four game road stretch was they were going to go two and two so but the only thing was that I counted the Minnesota game as a win so I'm a little off on that I did count Portland as a win and I'm should have known Minnesota they got Oklahoma City's number they do. The curse, and, uh, the curse of Prince. Yes. God, it's just ridiculous. But uh, I don't know. I think maybe I can keep my prediction alive if they're able to go into Los Angeles. Um, I'm afraid. And I'm not trying to make any like predictions and just like trash the Thunder right now saying that they cannot win in Utah. But that's going to be a super hard game to win for them, especially with the energy that Salt Lake City brings, uh, the energy that Donovan Mitchell, R- Ricky Rubio, uh, Rudy Gobert, all those guys that are going to bring to that game just because it's Oklahoma City. They have beef with those guys. It's going to be a high energy game. So we're just going to see who's going to be able to outperform. Yeah, the Thunder, of course, have the 2-1 uh, series lead over the Clippers so far this year. They lost the first matchup without Russell Westbrook in the second game of the year after that Golden State loss so many months ago so many years ago it seems madison um the clippers are currently 37 and 29 they uh have a let's see a three game lead in the loss column over the sacramento kings for the eighth seed so i think the thunder should do basketball fans nba fans any sports fans a service tomorrow night and beat la because we need to see golden state sacramento in that first round i don't want to see the clippers and get swept by golden state i want to see the kings get swept by golden state because it'd just be much more fun yes it would be much more fun buddy buddy Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of my final thought on all that. <laughs> and with that, uh, we're going to throw this one to Nate. Nate, do you got some weird, kooky, hockey, trivial stat for me? Or just any, just give me some knowledge right now. Uh, Well, the Stanley Cup like we itself. Go. It's, was, a, is it an, it's a cup. It's an yeah, actual cup. It was, you can drink it from was it. created in 1893, or 1898. By General Custard. No, it was 93, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, and it was originally seven inches and then now it stands a little bit more than like 35 inches. That is a big they improvement. etch on like every winning team's It's a name, grower, like not a shower. Names. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just takes like a good hundred some years. You know, I didn't know that. So now I feel well mm-hmm. knowledge on the Stanley Cup. Who here can skate the best? I skate. Not I. As I've, I can't. I'm I've like, skated like twice. And, I, I and you're a hockey fan. Yeah. Well, like how often can I just go over there and just skate randomly? There's like a Alton. there's a skating ring like a block away from Chesapeake. Come on now, come on. Well, oh, I figured out the actual hockey stop pretty quick. So okay, it's a it's a matter You're doing of better than I am. Oh goodness, well that's it's just like skiing. That'll just have to do it then. <laughs> Nate, shame on you. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa. Also, thank you for listening to the OKC82 podcast. And to all of our subscribers, thank you guys so much. Uh, but for Mr. Nate Baldwin, Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Tran signing off. Good night. The Thunder win 129-121 to 121 over the Portland Trailblazers. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa.